Welcome to the late Apex, Apex Racing TV's show for everything that's going on in the world of sim racing and the Apex Racing brands as well. I am Sam Fitzpatrick and I have alongside me once again David Sampson and over the course of the next hour or so we are going to be discussing everything from Azatec's new revolutionary reinvention of sim racing wheels and rims. Uh, we've got the return of the IMSA Esports Global Championship on iRacing stuff about R-Factor 2 and EAWRC and, of course, everything and all the results from Apex Racing team as well. David, um, how are you doing? Very well. Excited to be here again. I, I could talk about sim racing 24-7, so condensing it to an hour feels <laughs> harmful. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll try our best. Last week was 80 minutes, so, I mean, you might be here in two hours' time still listening to us. Uh, I'm sure you are hoping for that to be the case. So let's jump straight in and talk about Azatec. Uh, these guys, since coming onto the scene fairly recently, it has to be said, have really changed everything when it comes to sim racing, how they do everything. It's, it's quite unique, their style. I think this is maybe the, the most unique in terms of their sort of reinvention of how rims work, a very modular design, and potentially a very cost-effective way to get a wide range of wheel rims. Yeah, I think a few companies are going to be looking at this surprised they didn't think of it first. I quite like the way it's handled. So um, I think we can bring up a video in a bit, but it's basically you're investing in the button box. Is this the best way of thinking about it? You're investing in the button box and then you buy the the rims are very easy to attach on the fly. And we were chatting about this before the show. You know, we do a bit of a research here on the, on the fly there. And we were both surprised, both shocked. Um, I think we can bring it up now. So you can see he's using the formula rim. But you can see on the right there, it's just essentially the central piece. And then you can go about using a formula rim, a round rim. The Lam I always quit the Lamborghini style rim, you know, the, the wide U shape. Um, we don't know costs or anything like that. Well, I don't know costs of it ever without the rim. Is it like, uh, oh, you made notes. Here we go. Uh, 279 <laughs> without the rim. So if you've got the button box, yeah, like you say, this is that's amazing. Uh, let's face it, sim racing is not a cheap one. We like investing in fancy looking yes. things. I have rims sat around. I bought because I thought I'd use them. I haven't. Imagine just being able to swap, keep my rim attached, all the QR, but just changing the uh, the rim. It's a it is a unique idea. Yes, it, it's really nice. Uh, if I scrub through this, uh, I mean the unique design. Uh, is the fact that you've got the, the, the actual wheel is just basically a button box and then yeah everything around it is so customizational it looks very simple to change around as well you've got the La Prima and the Forte uh, there is a slight difference between the two of them uh, with the Forte costing an extra hundred dollars but that is made of carbon fiber uh, it's got more LEDs and it's got more switches on it as well uh, and of course they have the three ranges I think they're going to release a third um, uh, uh, butts and box as well in the future as well and uh, well this is going to be available in november but also people are going to be able to see it at the uh, sim racing expo as well going on this week yeah um i had a thought actually that's what we're here to discuss thoughts it was not really going to help their qr sales is it i guess not no because They've now, just got one. Well, they've got three wheels, but yeah, they're not expanding beyond that. So if you've invested in the quick release, can't be cheap. Then they come up with this system and you attach your one, the one wheel to rule all wheels. And now all you're doing is changing the out point. 
What's the QR for? Well, the, the good thing with this QR, at least, is that you, I believe you can touch different wheels, even if it's, it's not true. an Azatec. Yeah, it's, uh, what's the word, um, compatible with uh, cube controls, all of them, very simple. I, I did like this idea. Um, and it's quite a nice one as well. It's very easy to just get off. It looks very satisfying to, to use. I'm quickly trying to find what the price is, but I'm, I'm failing miserably. I might be able to find it eventually. Um, but, but yeah, you are right in terms of, yeah, it does minimise the need for a variety of uh, of, uh, of actual rims. Yeah. But then again, actually, it's a good... Their business model, we could say, what, similar to the Fanatec business model, idea that the groundwork is an ecosystem, you know... Um, it's idea to make everything compatible and you buy their whole uh, feature set. Now, if we look at who's the best in the ecosystem on the planet, that's Apple. Now, Apple's philosophy, I remember watching a documentary a while back, was always your biggest competitor is yourself. So the iPad team, for example, were tasked to make something better than the MacBook. While that sounds crazy, it's a good business way to uh, compete for yourself. So, yeah, I mean, I can see this competing with the um, with their quick-release market, but... I love the idea. I'm sold because yeah. we always say Fanatec have the cheapest wheels because of the ecosystem driving the prices down. They don't have to make a big markup on the wheels because you buy anything around it. But this is even cheaper. And if I could go to for a Formula rim to a round rim to that Lamborghini style for, say, let's say, what, 1,200 quid for all three? Um, it's impressive. Yeah, I think it's 119, let's say $120 wow. slash euros. Really? For each rim, basically. I said twelve hundred. You're talking three hundred and eighty. Well, you, yeah. So to get the original one without the rim, let's say the La Prima, which is the cheaper one, that's two eighty, and then you're saying six rims, so that's like seven hundred quid extra. That's impressive. So yeah, you're talking less than a grand for basically six different um, wheels, basically, um, and yeah, it's it's pretty pretty good. Um, and yeah, we got someone in chat. That's oh, my wife actually pointing out a very good <laughs> fact that last year this was the place to be. I mean, it, they yeah. were in the middle. They were the largest. They had music. They had hot lap competitions. They had staff everywhere answering correctly. I mean, most booths it was two to three people. These people had six people surrounding their booth just to bring you in, uh, show you everything. It was very impressive. They're throwing money at it for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think their stuff looks great. Um, it's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. They're investing in end-to-end solution. Yeah. So they haven't released a rig yet, I don't think. But yeah, I think that's what they're lacking, isn't it? Certainly got the pedals. They've got the wheelbase. And, of course, they've got the, the range as well. I, I forget, sorry, the, the other name, but it's the Forte, the La Prima, and then uh, their third kind of set as well. So they've got, you know, the high-end cost yeah. and then they got sort of cheaper options as well which is a nice way of doing it so i mean yeah i mean as a tech have really been um i don't think anyone was, was expecting quite the impact that they would have made in the last couple of years but um yeah they continue to make clever solutions and like you said right from the start why has no one else done this like why why change the whole wheel when you're just changing the outside of it pretty much so yeah no it seems very smart yep very impressive company so keep an eye on them as they grow but obviously um they've come into it at the I'm not going to say the downturn of sim racing, but obviously we've come out of the uh, the pandemic rush. They're the newest company on the block that has to do this the hard way, you know, from without getting that rush of customers. Um, but yeah, I think it's great to see. 
yeah, yeah, really is going to be uh, cool to see how they do. And of course, anyone who's at the Sim Racing Expo, I'm sure we'll cover a lot of what happens at the Sim Racing Expo as well in next week's show. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of news coming out of that one. Uh, let's have a chat about a new series that is coming up. It is the IMSA Esports Global Championship. Uh, one of the top series of names, which I don't think anyone gets right. Uh, I forget all of those words, and when I do remember those words, I put them in the wrong order. But it is the IMSA Esports Global Championship. It's the second season of this. Um, I say it's a successful 2022 season because it must have been successful because they brought it back for 2023. Oh, it was big. I I I wanted to be a part of it. I tried so hard to get a spot on the grid. Uh, didn't happen. But um, yeah, this is going to be fantastic. So it's the. Is it? Are they going with two classes for this, or is it going to be the triple? Are they including the LMP twos? Two classes. Oh, so it's the dream. This is yeah. the dream. GTP, GT three, uh, all invite only, I believe. Yeah, seemingly just invite only. Some big teams on the grids, including ourselves. And when I say ourselves, that's me and not, Sam, yeah, it's <laughs> not me and him. Not yet. That's twenty twenty four when they're going to unleash us. Um, Instead, um, yeah, but um, I think I know a few of the ART guys who's taking part, and uh, it is very good. I'm sure rosters will be announced later date. Um, but uh, yeah, no LMP2 or LMP3 cars, which was rumoured when those cars or, or when the LMP3 was brought in earlier this year. Obviously, LMP3 is at IMSA at the moment. I don't think it is going to be in 2024. No, no, no. Um, it was really only brought in because of the the downturn of gte they needed mm. they needed cars and these yeah. were cheap and accessible but no if they're not needed yeah, now yeah. with the rise of gtd and gtd am it's uh blown up the grid i think this is smart and of course last year they had tcr on the grid weirdly um which no one really appreciated i think of course they were trying to mix together the michelin pilot challenge yeah. and the sports car championship They've just no, gone all in on yeah, the sports. Yeah, yeah. They, they've just gone, you know what, these are the two most uh, popular classes. These are the two classes that people want to see. It's going to produce the best racing. And so uh, it should be much better this year. Of course, first season for the LMDH, or the GTPs, apologies, because it's Simsa, um, also features five GT3s. I believe it will be the first year for the Ferrari, I believe, and first year of the Porsche um, as well. Uh, or that model of Porsche. And um, yeah, invite only Redline, Coanda, Apex taking part. And it's four rounds, two hours 40, and it's going to pretty much be the last event in the big sim racing calendar. December the 16th is going to take us right up to Christmas. And the tracks, we already mentioned what the on the ARL League, Road Atlanta, big kicks. That's really in this tracks. Watkins Glen this week, hyper track. Sebring, pound for pound, one of the best IMSA tracks there's going to be. And then to round out the Vorex uh, at Daytona. It, Rounding out a Daytona, that's that's what does it. It has to be a night race, I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 Uh, for some reason, they had Laguna on it last year. There was a few we all decisions make mistakes. <laughs> with last year's where we were like, hey, what? Why, why is that? This year, I think they've nailed it. I think they've maybe taken a little bit of a, more advice from experienced iRacers rather than just people who aren't maybe aware of how sim racing works. And I think they've made this series going to be a lot, lot better. One of the things that I'm curious about, are there going to be safety cars? 
when they used safety cars last year, it didn't really work very well because iRacing is not designed for safety cars with monster cars. So you need a team of 150 IQ stewards to figure out exactly what's going on. Tell people to pit here Yeah, and don't there. pit. Uh, or I'm out of fuel. I need yeah. to come in. Okay, well, you pit and then we'll run it again and let people yeah. through. And then the iRacing system doesn't let you do it. So it's not, yeah, it's not even the stewards. Sometimes they're just bound by these idiosyncrasies. Is that the word? Anyway. I thought you were going to say idiot drivers there. Which <laughs> well, we'll see how the race goes. Um, yeah, I mean, the safety car system is for ovals and they've just dragged it into road and we sometimes patch it and make it work. I would rather they just handle it on the radio, telling drivers, okay, come down to speed. But then we just eat into the race clock. So, yeah, we'll see. I understand they need it to be a full featured event and the safety car's there to handle something that goes uh, tragically wrong. But no, I'm really excited. So it's November 5th to December 16th, Watkins Glen, Sebring, Road Atlanta, and then rounding out at Daytona, as we've got a video for you. Uh, yeah, this is just uh, some of the images that they did. I quite like this one because it kind of meshes together some of the yeah. uh, in-sim footage with the real-life footage as well. Um, They're really flexing on the LMDA because they have the full GTP lineup, which is impressive. I, I was a little bit disappointed by what's, what's going on here. Oh, going, where are we? Wait, so even X, so Owen's on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they do mention us later on. Uh, it, well, he, here we are, and one of the commentary comments is, um, an Apex wins again, four races in a row, I think they say. So Our we, check we did do really cleared. well. Uh, that was the peak <laughs> of the Sanchez-Kevin uh, Ellis uh, partnership last year, which was winning everything from about September onwards last year yeah and, uh, yeah there's the uh there's the counter as well so yeah pretty neat stuff there's our faces yeah they won both two of the classes last season what was it how did it end with for apex remind me uh i want to say first and second in gt3 right i don't think i don't think we won tcr i think we may have been like third in tcr Okay, it, I remember it being a good result for the yeah, boys. It, it was very good, and I think yeah, Kevin it's so Sanchez good we got excluded from the team logos. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Iris. <laughs> um, yeah, look forward to it. Look forward to it. Rain, maybe for the last round. That'll be good. We say this for every. It's going to be for Nordschleife. It's going to be for Daytona. It's going to be for Rhoda Petit Le Mans. It's just not coming. We had to mention it at some point. Uh, every episode. I don't think we mentioned it in the last episode. Well, of course somehow. we did. We, we did. probably did. Compared it to something that's far yeah, off. Probably. <laughs> um yeah, so that's um yeah, one of some of the big news on iRacing when it comes to R Factor Two. Um the beta competition servers are, are up now. Yeah. And there's been a few issues with it in terms of it seems like maybe more people have joined than what was anticipated. If we take it on face value, they're selling this as we are so busy, everything's gone wrong because there's tens of millions of people trying to use it at the same time. Or it went down and they're using popularity as an issue. I don't know. Um, so the, uh, the statement from them was that they hit that AWS limit, um, which is an un interesting phrase because obviously... AWS supports scalability, both horizontally and vertically. Um, you don't have to understand what that means, but vertically means the server you're on can grow, or horizontally means you can take this server and distribute it out to more servers. 
Uh, AWS has always supported that. But basically, they've had some teething issues, but they've handled it publicly. They've announced, so they told people that they hit their AWS limit, so they're going to increase it and restart the service. Uh, they had some teething issues midweek with having needing to reboot here and there uh, to get everything working. Uh, but on the whole, they've been public about it. It seems to have been well-received. The people I've seen, because obviously we've had some, some streamers, none of the big streamers, I would say. None of the big streamers I've, say, cover it yet. Um, but the content I have seen has been fun. Um, I, I'm, I was setting up our facts this morning, tweaking all the settings just to make sure I'm ready to go if I want to jump in. Uh, I've always liked our fact. It will always have a special place in my heart. I hope it has a special place in most people's heart because it has been around forever and it has had rain for yes. longer than I can remember. Way, I, it had rain before I knew what iRacing was. Mm. That's how long ago it had rain. Um, and it drives great. It looks good. It looks very consistent, to be honest. Um, it just needs people, and they've never had a reason. LFM wasn't the biggest hit for our factor. That seems to be reserved for the ACC. It's always it grew so rapidly with ACC that I don't know. It just doesn't seem the perfect fit for our factor. So I'm hoping this works. We need competition, not just on our factor against iRacing. Of course we do. We all love iRacing, but they can't get away with not just being the leaders, but having no competition. It doesn't push for development. They're not having emergency meetings, how they can grow and grab users and run discounts and get content and get Aston Martin. Where's the Aston Martin GT3? You know, yeah. if we had competition, the phone call would have happened. So speaking of discounts, I've just remembered I should have probably done this earlier on. Uh, check out apexacingac.com to get yourself a three-month free um, using the code late apex that is l a t e a p e x. I'm sure you can all all spell, but uh, <laughs> I didn't know. I I was listening to it back to last week because I love the sound of my own voice, and um, it works as an audio medium. This this podcast, which is good, but right now that we are having a banner on, and I do recommend watching it on YouTube if you can because we do sometimes show videos. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Use that code either way. Late Apex at apexracingac.com. And obviously subscribe to the iTunes podcast, which I grabbed my app. I was like, oh, I wonder if we're on there. Searched it. There we are. Episode one. We're yep. on iTunes, mate. We've search made it. L- uh, the Late Apex. You search The Late Apex on iTunes or Spotify, uh, then you'll find us and you can subscribe. Wait, well, I'm on Spotify. And now okay. on Spotify. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next up, EAWRC. There's been quite a lot of hype about this game, actually. Uh, people seemingly are quite positive about it, but there's been a little bit of a scupper when it comes to it because, unfortunately, on the so this isn't coming up for a couple more weeks yet. I think even three weeks. Uh, it's in yeah, we'll November, probably cover it in full on a future episode. Sure. Uh, but some of the like early access uh, people have like um, streamed part of the game, and it seems like some of it, unfortunately, is behind like an EA Play like paywall type thing. At the moment, it's just like two time attacks. But I think what people are concerned about is that it starts off at two time attacks. But is this going to grow like a cancer through the game? Yeah. So I saw on Reddit they did so. The, the, I noticed this on Reddit when someone was like, wait, some of the moments are actually behind, and I think it's called EA Play subscribers, so people that pay monthly for the EA games. Et cetera, it's about et 120 quid a uh, a year, I believe. Now, EA their Play. statement coming against this Reddit was like, it, 
in our defense, it's only a few moments. I think moments is like these. I haven't played it. I've barely watched the videos, I have to admit, unfortunately. That's why we're not going to cover it for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, like small time attack modes. But And they're saying it's only a few. We shouldn't be worried. And majority of content will not. But they just, just, just <laughs> couldn't resist. <laughs> you, you imagine the game went through development, everything, and then they had a, a high-level meeting. Some manager who's looking at the bottom line said, we should. Who is going to think, oh, there's two time attacks I haven't done. I should go out of my way and spend, was it, 100 and something for the year? Yeah, uh, $120 maybe. I might be wrong on to that. To do a time attack. attack. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's the problem as well. I think you've hit on it perfectly there in terms of like this game isn't necessarily going to be used by gamers overall. It's quite a niche game. Like it's not a case of like, um, I don't know, something else that EA do, like Battlefield or something. Yeah. But like, um, you know, casual gamers who probably already have a subscription are going to get it. Instead, people who are maybe into just one or two games who aren't don't feel the need to subscribe to EA Play uh, will have it. And it's like, ah, oh, I can't get the full game. That's a bit annoying. Maybe if, if there was like an alternative or something, like and they paid twenty quid for the whole game, even that feels a little bit dodged, a little bit frustrating. But um, yeah, of course, um, I was just checking when Codemasters got the license. Codemasters, of course, bought by EA a few years ago, uh, and they got the license in 2020 to start games in 2023. So this is the first game from Codemasters. And so that's why people are annoyed as well. Like, this isn't just, uh, this is like the first game, and they're probably going to try to appease people, you would think. And so it's probably only going to get worse from here. That, that's the mindset of fans of the franchise. I don't know. If you had to come out in front of it to explain yourself, just apologise, admit you was wrong, and remove the paywall. Mm. Don't tell us it's only a small subsection, because it still doesn't make sense. The point's still true. It sours the game. There's a lot of people out there. I know a lot of people there who just like the idea of uh, completion. Yeah, mm. complete everything. Whether it's be the fastest or collect all the gold or whatever it is, be the fastest on all the time attacks and not having access to them all because of you're a kid and your mum or dad bought you this game and now you're going to them asking for a, a subscription that you may never use just to do a time attack. It, it annoys me. And EA have always had this reputation of uh, they can't focus on the project. They have to, they have to money grab. Yeah. I mean, they're a very successful game developer, aren't they? I mean, I mean they're not in it to make True. friends. They're, they're in it to make money. True. Um, All right. You win. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame. It I is. think people were a bit uh, concerned, but it was looking good. And now we'll, we'll, we'll see. It, maybe the rest of the game will more than make up for it. That's what I think everyone is hoping for. Well, no, soon. Um, there is a new Fanatec Club Sports direct drive wheel available. Um, and it's all been the announcement of this. And, and we'll share the website and we can maybe scroll through this. Um, because there's some pretty big, big words being used by them. Big words, yes. Um, and there it is. There I'm is. not sure if we would have covered this story if just the DD dropped. It's, I think it's more the marketing. Because it's quite dull. I mean, it's $700. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I so mean. what you'd expect. You know, nothing. Correct. Nothing. 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 Uh, um, groundbreaking on the price. 20 Nitsu meters. 12. 12 Nitsu meters. Yep. Sorry. We'll get into the 20 Nitsu meters later on. But yeah, 12 Nitsu meters. I mean, I like this design, like the small package that doesn't seem to get hot with the QR. I think it's their new QR2 integrated in the front. Um, so I've got nothing against this design. It seems to be working on the um, 
Grand Turismo. What's it called? The the one that anyway it doesn't matter. But the one that this design was pioneered by their Grand Turismo partnership, um, and since they've stuck with it, it does seem to be um, fully functional. Right, let's get into the wording. Uh, I drive the right way. Yeah, so it's already a a sly dig of what's to come. I love this smooth operator. They may have to pay Carlos signs for that, but I love that. You sung the original song. I have no idea. Let's find out, people. Smooth operator uh, song. We're watching Sadie. Google. Let's go, Sadie. Sadie, there you go. Bam. I wanted people to see that. <laughs> I wanted people to see that. Smooth operator. By splitting the rotor into offset segments, cogging torque is naturally reduced. Combined with our patented flux barrier technology, which increases efficiency and smoothness, the result is crystal clear force feedback information in every driving situation. So that wording's fine. I like that they're just overselling the flux capacitor. Sorry, flux barrier. Um, uh, consistent torque lap into lap. So now we're starting to get into the subject we're going to be discussing. Engineer to meet strict cooling requirements. The Club Sport DD is the most thermally stable wheelbase in its class. So you can have absolute confidence that the torque... Um, so I'm reading this from seven foot away. That the uh, <laughs> torque output and force feet will remain consistent no matter how long you drive. So now we're getting into the subject. Um, here we go with their. This is the. This is why we brought up the subject. Genuine torque. Uh, many mass market direct drive systems fail to hold their claimed torque figures, gradually derating. I've never heard that word. Uh, basically reducing the motor performance over time to avoid overheating. So what they're saying is all the settings you set, whether it's 15 newton meter, or you set it up in iRacing or you're a sim of choice and you set it up in the Fanatex software, I'm not going to pretend to know the name, you know, Fanalab or whatever it's called. What they're saying is other providers, they haven't named anyone, they've just given these graphs that we'll get into in a moment, um, that they therm like thermally frotting a CPU over time, two hours, well, they list the time there, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, that they reduce the torque because they don't want to hit overheating and it turn off, you know, and then you're never going to use this thing again. Um, so, yeah, you can see their comparison there. They're claiming one of the wheelbases shut off after 35 minutes. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know what wheelbase they've found that are running, what is that, 11 newton meters. So, sorry, they're claiming this running at full beam. So, what they're saying is, like, not running it at half, running this thing at 100% while using it. In, like, what is this? They say endurance, but they're limiting it to an hour. Interesting. They're saying one of the wheelbases turned off after 33 minutes. One of them quite clearly shows after, what's that, about 15 minutes, it starts reducing, reducing, mm, reducing yep. to the point where you're running at like four newton meters. Again, yes, I, I think that. you'd notice if you was running at four newton meters. It's an interesting claim. Um, but no, if we scroll down a little bit further, we have the also the other claim of lightning fast acceleration. Uh, basically, it's like super accurate and like uh, I think precision response. This was it. Class leading slew rate performance combined with powerful processor makes every reaction incredibly fast and dynamic, whilst remaining perfectly stable. This behavior lends itself to traditional force feedback signals as well as enhanced force. Full force signals. And, of course, if uh, Fantech wants to call me up to do their advertisement uh, uh, oh, yeah. speakings. We've got them on hold. Voiceovers. Uh, do, do let me know, because I think I've nailed that. And, uh, again, there's another another graph. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure what it's telling me. Um, reaction time. So sure. we can see um, they're claiming that their wheel is, what, 
two milliseconds, it got all the way to, I don't know what that is, like 16 newton meter. Interesting on a 12 newton meter wheel, might add. Yeah, um, it seems to settle out about 12 eventually, but I guess it can go beyond Yeah, but they're showing that, I mean, whatever that red one is, they're saying it's three times as slow to sort of react. Mm. Now, this, I agree. I do agree with Fanatec in one sense, not with their graph or their claims, because they only need testing. But remember the days where we used to test cameras by their megapixels? And then one day it was just taught to us that that's dumb. It has nothing to do with quality. How many pixels it had became a realisation of, oh, okay, so we actually do, it matters more about the lens and the quality. This is that. We never talk about slew rate, like the reaction, how quickly it can react, which is important like if you've got a 15 20 22 newton meter wheel we want them newton meters as quick as possible uh not all direct drives are made equal so they're claiming not only will it not get hot that they're claiming it reacts the quickest now we don't know who they're testing against for all we yeah. know it could be the dd1 the dd2 and they were comparing against all their own products but let's say they do say other brands so i suppose they're same solid as a rock unbelievable power in a compact package it's apparently it's the strongest Motor shaft yet, made of aluminium, um, and uh, also features their QR2, as you were saying earlier on, their quick release too. Um, so, yes, and um, yeah, do make sure to check out if you're interested in that. I mean, I think it does demonstrate that, I think, because uh, this is such a crowded market now in recent years. Even, you know, Logitech released their own direct drive last year, didn't they? No comment. <laughs> that's a lot more expensive than this and uh with a lot less um power as well i think i think uh you know brands are having to justify why they should why, why you had to buy this um motor you know like a few years ago they could just go yeah we've got a motor you like our brands buy it yeah it works Whereas we're now, talking about it they've got to they've got to actually justify why this is better than the competition so i guess it's just a result of that yeah, I agree that we do need to start up in our testing. Uh, the amount of newton meters, like talking about megapixels, isn't the metric because we were talking about this earlier. Not many. 12 is actually what I would class like the Goldilocks region. That is good. Uh, any low, any lower. I mean, I could probably handle 10, but I don't. I wouldn't really want to be discussing sub 10 per, just for my personal experience. Uh, but above 15, it's not a waste because we're not saying... Uh, brands that offer 20 and 25 are uh, wasting it. It's more just um, overhead accessibility and keeping the price down. If if you happen to be get, able to get your hands on a well-priced 20 newton meter motor, then there's no problems using it and running it at 12. Um, now, obviously, when we say about the minimum we go, the reason I talk about 8 and 10 is because running, as Fanatec did show, running direct drives at their limit is when you run into the overheating issues. Uh, one experience I had with the, we discussed this earlier, with my Leo Bodner wheel, this was uh, maybe two years ago. It got so hot, it, it heated up my entire rig. And no, no, don't underestimate what I mean by entire. I mean all the pieces of metal. I didn't notice till I caught my hand on one part of the rig when I was getting out. And I thought, oh, that's hot. And then my brain twigged, wait, rigs don't get hot. What? Then I started feeling it out and the sides of the wheel, left and right, the metal plates, you could have cooked an egg. If I'd have fanatect it and gone flat i could have baked an egg i had to turn the whole i had to turn the whole leobodden off while i wasn't driving and the teammate was driving cycle it down then power it up later still got hot but i didn't use it after that yeah yeah it's uh yeah important to have that um yeah thermal efficiency which certainly uh fanatec claim to have 
perfected more than anyone else. So we'll see what it's like, and I'm sure we'll get some reviews of it. Uh, you can already pre-order it. Uh, it is fully available. Uh, it was saying on the website, 7th of... Oh, open, yeah, open for pre-orders now, I believe. And, um, yeah, it will be made available on the 7th of November. So uh, very good Christmas presents, I would say, for anyone in the market for a new direct drive wheel. Um, next up, Ian Bell, who is a controversial man, sorts of. He, uh, Ian has, of course, been the man behind Project Cars, Need for Speed, Test Drive, GTR, and GT Legends. Uh, I remember talking a year ago on the late Apex <laughs> about how we're going to have um, GTR Revival. That should be coming out probably not next year, but I think 2025 is the aim. Ian is very good at promoting his games because he just leaves little, just yeah. just subtly, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, we've got this feature on the game and he just posts it on, on his Twitter and it gets a decent amount of traction from it. Uh, this was um, one of the posts that uh, he Today, made. I believe. Um, it's further down. I think these are pinned. Oh, no, he's been posting since. Oh, hang no. on, we, we did see this earlier on. Uh, we're, I'm absolutely messing it up. My bad. Um, yes, yeah. a picture of a Ferrari, 100%. There was yes. pictures of, um, hang on, is that it? No, it was a lone Ferrari. Well, I mean, Ian has absolutely, I mean, this is why people aren't 100% on the guy, because he's absolutely fooled us here. Hold on, I can uh, send you the picture. Okay. Um, okay, here we are, all red-faced. We'll have to translate that up. Uh, <laughs> by the way, we, for people listening, uh, we just tried to show you basically an image of... Uh, what's going on in the game for GTR Revival. There has been an image of a Ferrari released. Um, and uh, yes, we should be able to show it fairly soon. Uh, and but yeah, he is contra. He has made some claims in the past, but let's not forget like test drive was brilliant. Like I, I absolutely love, wait, that didn't work, did it? I absolutely love no, it now. Oh, okay, cool. Absolutely love that game. Um, he's been involved in games that have got great physics, great looks. Uh, this new one, there you go. Very photorealistic. Now, we obviously, this may very well be running in settings that are unthinkable to run on console or your PC. On that mention, I would like to mention, with the iRacing fans out there, he makes, on his Twitter page, when you're scrolling, maybe you caught an eye on it, he is always mentioning and praising the iRacing system and, you know, the accessibility to race, the hourly racing, um, but he does make a point on bringing it to console. So he's trying to bring the iRacing offering to both PC and all the consoles. Um, I love the idea. Uh, The cars he's working on, both legacy gt cars and the newest ones obviously he wouldn't show a ferrari the brand new fro without some sort of license he's not you know he's a smart guy so he's he's cooking he's using the unreal um engine which has been uh uh positive for Rensport and uh acc i mean it does seem to be it it does seem to get you far quickly but then the next barrier say for triple screens and everything does seem to be a bit more tricky but um Look, I'm a sucker for the hype on New Sims, so I'm excited for GT Revival, just like I'm excited for the uh, Le Mans Ultimate. Uh, I'm hoping ACC gets sorted. I'm hoping Rensport keeps the momentum. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I'm trying to find, um, I'm previously um, looking for the rain footage. Unfortunately, I don't think it's on. I've just 
bound Credence Clearwater Revival instead, accidentally. And um, yeah, the, I'm trying to find the, the clip of the rain. It's a really smart rain system, basically. They've already got rain, and the car hasn't been, and the, the game hasn't been raced. So, like, basically, what I'm saying is that, like, it looks like a real advanced game. And um, yeah, we shouldn't underestimate it. I think it's going to be quite a big thing. And I mean, yeah, he's got a good good roster. As Ian Bell, there's people from the Project Cars team, from the GTR team yep. being involved. So, yeah, it should be a good one, I imagine. Yeah, we're not underestimating the hurdles. He's yet to come and the server issues and the teething problems. And obviously, it's a catch-22. You can develop the iRacing hourly racing system all you want, but if without the people, the races are dead. And if the races are dead, no one joins them. So it is a bit of a chicken and egg issue at the beginning. Uh, but yeah, good luck to him. Like I said, competition's always a good thing. Apologies that we haven't been uh, saying uh, replying to a couple of the people in chat, but thanks to everyone for tuning in. Um, this is the live chat. If you're listening back, this show goes out at ten o'clock on Friday evening, so do be around to be part of the discussion. Um, Mark Custer's saying earlier on from the IMSA discussion, if they do safety cars, they need to be manually driven. I agree with that oh, one. That would be awesome. Um, and some leagues do do that. I think um, uh, whatever DJFX is called now. Um, uh, fire, not, no, do you mean? I, I will remember that. It's a very big uh, <laughs> endurance league. Apologies that I've uh, forgotten that one. But yeah, they do that one uh, manually. Uh, however, you still sort of got the same issues where you're still coordinating everyone to come into the pits at the right time and closing the pit lane and penalising people. But I agree, that's probably the best way to do it, honestly. I uh, don't know if you saying coming early 2026. That's rain. Six. Rain. <laughs> well done on Daniel. But, oh, I, I wasn't sure what what relation that was but uh, no you picked that one um never experienced the deal with the overheating yeah i agree and uh yeah mark custer saying the only overheating he's experienced is panatech so <laughs> maybe they picked that and maybe you're right earlier on maybe they're comparing their own wheels to <laughs> themselves um endurance in gt7 is 12 laps i think he was comparing the hour yeah, yeah uh, an hour long uh, i agree with that i got really annoyed with grand Turismo six uh, where I think the final challenge, the big challenge, is 24 minutes of Le Mans. I mean, come 24 on. Minutes 20, of GT, going to his 5, I've talked about this last week. I grinded out that game. 24 hours of Le Mans, 24 hours of Nürburgring, oh, yeah. 4 hours of Sukaba, uh, 4 hours of Laguna, like such long races, and then you get to the last race on GT6 on your second day of playing it. 24 minutes. Very annoyed with that one. Uh, and don't so I was saying another reason uh, more new to meet it is better is that running at the same strength or more force clips less? So, yeah, if you need to run the full 12, I know Fanatec are making the claim they can keep balanced temperatures, but they can't. They will clip. Like, if you hit the 12, you clip, whereas having the over, like I mentioned earlier, the overhead, that is a nice thing. That's why I said the minimum I'll go is 12. Would sure. I want to run 12? I don't know. I, I've never tried. Would I want to run 8 or 5 or anything? Um and sorry, while we've talked about the whole ecosystem and the Fanatec thing and the annoyance thing, I want one more dig, one free sure. dig. When Fanatec released the five newton meter wheel that you could buy a plug for that went to eight. Now, it meant they could sell the marketing price as low. It, our DD starts at, but you could buy a plug that makes it go eight. Yeah. That annoys me. It annoys me like the Porsche Boxster. Is it that car? Imagine being the designers, right? Porsche are known for building the best cars they can build. That's the job of the designers, the engineers. They've been improving their design forever. 
So what was the mission on the Boxster? They told their same designers, make this car worse. How worse? We want it for this price. Like, so that's the legacy of the Porsche Boxster. So I, I can't see that car in any other light, unfortunately. Was it a, like a Cayman that they were trying to make it worse then? What, what uh, it? Yeah, they had to. That's right. They had to make it certain 0 to 60, a certain top speed. It couldn't exceed. Mm. And again, so the legacy of the Porsche 911 is, you know, comfort, speed, performance and safety. The poor Boxster was, uh, yeah, here's the price. Can't be better than these things. So just make it worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's just awful for, um, yeah, um, yeah, awful for everyone. Yes. Um, first shots of the Eureka LMP2 is on Le Mans Ultimate, still scheduled. I was actually checking this. It's for a, a 2023 quarter four uh, release. So it's not actually a month, even though it's saw December. It's certainly not October. Well, it might be October. Maybe it'll be released tomorrow, I don't know. But it's unlikely. Still haven't actually got a release date on this, but it should be available in the next couple of weeks. This and, is the uh, car. And we have got some, uh, some, some info. This is the car we never got in iRacing, right? This is the car we should have. We've got the wrong LMP2 in iRacing. Am I right? Mm. Saying well, that? Well, this is the only car that was in um, uh, Le Mans 24. This yeah. Only, only LMP2 that was in it. Yeah. I am excited for this game. I know everyone says I'm wrong. I will be wrong. I don't care. I'm excited. We can do the WEC season and it finishes out the Le Mans. Now, I hope they let anyone do the virtual Le Mans. Now, I know their servers couldn't handle the one race on the one server, and I'm asking for unlimited servers with unlimited scalability and the top broad scoring race work. But I'm still, I'm hopeful. I, I, I'm hoping they let us all compete in the WEC season, and then I agree it'll still be invite only for top speed. I'm not saying the people that do the best or if you qualify through the championship, I doubt they're going to do it. They want their Max Verstappens, their Baldwins, their... Uh, whoever's going to be doing it from Apex. I hope Apex are doing it. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping we all get to compete at the Virtual Le Mans. Um, but I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if they can... They need to get the one server right. So maybe this year they'll do the one, then next year they'll uh, look to... Look yeah, I really doubt they're going to be making multiple splits for um, this year's race. Or, or early next year's race, I guess. Um, I think it will be invite only, and they'll just be praying that it goes well. Because if it goes well, man, the 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 clout that they will have, yes, will be monumental. Because they're a really good like broadcasted event, and like I imagine they probably make their money back, maybe even make money because the entry fee is so high. But like people want to take part in it, so it's like absolutely fair enough that the entry fee is that high. So yeah, I'm um, I'm looking forward to. It. I think it's going to be good because basically. Uh, similarly, R factor, but a bit refined in these certain areas, and yeah, it's got rain, and I, 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 I think people are sleeping on this a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. Think it will be very good. And I, I know that motorsport games gets a lot of dislike, and obviously we were, you know, partially criticising them last week. But mm-hmm. obviously, motorsport games just own different studios, and Studio Three Nine Seven, on the most part, have produced very good work over the last fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, they're they're class leading. I know iRacing took. Took over many years ago, but our facts never changed. They didn't get worse. Yes, they just couldn't handle the virtual Le Mans thing, and their servers aren't the best. The way driver changes aren't the best. But um, I was talking to no, I, I should, I'm not going to tell drivers and favourite sims. I'm not <laughs> jumping a minute on live streams. But 
a few drivers have mentioned that if they're just lapping and doing laps, R Factor 2 is their favourite. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and I can understand why. It is. It does, for the driving experience, has the complete package. I was driving it this morning, so and I was smiling. I came from R Factor 2 to iRacing. Now, yes, I stayed, but I stayed for the hourly, online, competitive, and that one number that rules your life is iRacing. Yeah. R Factor never had that. Now, they've added it now. I mean, they did miss the bus by... Uh, 10 years. years. Yeah, so more on them. But yeah, so I am very excited. I love multi-class. I cannot wait to drive the Peugeot LMD and the uh, the Ferrari. Just think, driving the Peugeot, you do not have to worry about losing your rear wing. Someone hits you from behind, you have a bent. I wasn't using it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Joke's on you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look what's happened to your splits. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine, better mate. than I ever was. <laughs> um... Also, more news. This isn't sim racing specific, but the Samsung 59-inch Odyssey Neo. What did I say? 59? You did. Okay. I'm clearly thinking of the 49 inches that we already have. Yeah, yeah. 57-inch Odyssey Neo. Um, Here it is. If it even fits on my screen, because (laughs) it is ever so large. There it is. This oh. thing is, apologies, it, it came up on my laptop and I forgot I had to press buttons. Uh, this thing runs at the same resolution as what our screens behind us do. Uh, I think it's um, 7680, I believe. Yeah, uh, 7680 by 2160. Yeah. So you pixel counters out there, I don't know if you've already done the math, but it is... 5 million pixels more than triple 2K. Mm. Now, I know you're all running scared, but remember it doesn't have to handle triple projection, i.e. the picture doesn't have to be stitched together in real time 240 times a second, although iRacing never gives us 240. But remember, when you have triple screens, uh, there is some stitching involved to handle how curves are, are, um, are how, how they're calculated but yeah as you just hovered over there this is the equivalent of two 4k panels mm. in uh pixels so it is a lot i think it was nigh on 16 million i think triple 1080p don't quote me is about seven or f- five to seven million triple 2k is about 10 11 million and then uh, this one panel um Nearly 16 million pixels. It is mini-LED, quantum, so your black levels are going to be nigh on uh, black. Uh, contrast ratio, I imagine. I don't see it quotes anywhere, but I bet my bottom dollar it's close to a million to one. Uh, HDR 1000. Um, I know <laughs> I keep saying this, but I'm excited for this. Can I afford it? Uh, we have to see how this series goes, but it's 2100. Uh, or just 61 61- pounds a month for three years <laughs> three years I, I mean we might not be alive in three years so <laughs> go for it um but no uh on a serious note um i love the 49 uh, and if you only have a 49 if you only have experience of 49 you do not need to go up to triples if you ever run triples for a sustained amount of time and try and go to a 49 it can be tricky because um while you don't see more learn more experience you, you are missing the um what can I say? Immersion and sense of speed. You don't have panels to the left and right of you. This, while still not that, it's so close. I mean, I was running some quick estimates. Um, I was running some quick estimates on the... Um, hold on. Let's just go back to the screen. 
Hey, say, yeah. It's all good. I, I was sorry, yeah, <laughs> my pads. Okay. I was running some. I need to learn the system quicker so I can do it. Oh, do me. So good. I was doing some quick estimates. If you can get the screens about nineteen and a half inches from your eye, which is that's what I run now. I think with my thirty twos. Um, don't quote me, but I think the FOV is about like one fifty six. One. I mean, you're almost at one eighty. Mm. It's not one eighty, but peripheral vision isn't one eighty. People sure, might yeah, say yeah, yeah. that. Uh, but I don't know if you've ever seen, there was this uh, quick sidetrack, a dating sh- a dating experiment where you had to stare at this camera thing on the screen. So it would make sure you're looking at this dot. And then the person would stand at complete 180 and you would have to say if you'd date them or not. Yes. Honestly, it was old people, different genders. People as- thought they could see. So a whole show was made out. No, no, this was like a mini experiment, like oh, a okay, social sure. experiment. Okay, sure. Um, at 180 of this side on. Um, but you do get a sense of speed from the 180. I do agree because you you sense the motion on your left and your right. But um, I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah. I think you could go from... I, I have triple 32s, but most of it's wasted because it's behind me. So... Uh, this goes toe-to-toe with um, triple 27s, toe-to-toe, especially because most, I'm going to say go out there, most people don't run even 180 at 27s because they've just got them, they usually have it, the average user has it behind their base. You have their wheelbase yeah, yeah, and the yeah. mic's behind the base and they lose out a bit. So now we just need to uh, hope other manufacturers come on board and we can bring the price down because, yeah, we can't discuss 2100 as being a, well, 2199 and probably 99 pesos, so 2200 as something viable, you could make yourself a very good sim rig. Plus that <laughs> that many pixels, I'm saying it under a thirty seventy, you're going to struggle. Well, thirty eighty under a thirty eight, you're going to struggle. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, going to be taxing. Also, it's out of stock at the moment. So, <laughs> oh, luck. I was just about to order it. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, a few more comments in chats. Um, James Uso is saying the Eureka is better than Pitupa Delaro as a brand is better. I agree, Delaro is a very cool brand. Um, I think they still make Haas as F1 cars. So they just like do that. And so many other things as well. Still make the F2 cars as well. You can very much see what makes what I'm uh, invested in. And um, yeah, loads of other things. Delaro are a very cool brand. So I do agree with that with uh, Daniel. Sim racing wise, I just wish they made it more curved. That's just a shipping problem. I don't think it's a technology. I bet they can easily. Probably no extra cost. But this thing that would... I, I don't know if anyone's seen how... How long, how long is it in the desk? Is it all the way across from us? Is yeah. From like here to... The box would be probably as long as this desk. Yeah. Easy. And that it would already, at the curve we're running, the 1000R, it's what, two foot high, the box? Mm. So this thing in shipping alone, triple 57. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen triple forty nines. It's uh, you need a crane to get in your rig, or you crawl under your monitors and climb. You need your... like an ejector seat, yeah, like a Butson, which like <laughs> hope you don't have a ceiling, and yeah, then parachute, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then otherwise, you know, get on a water side or something, and um, yeah, get in. Um, are they pushing the resolution all down one cable? Yeah, I think Display Port um, two point. I've lost track. Like 2.1 or whatever can handle that many pixels, but how they're achieving it at 240 hertz, I don't know. Maybe it is two cables. I haven't looked at it. How are they almost 180? It's basically 232 inches side by side. 
Uh, is that right? 232 side by side? I haven't done the math myself, but remember, 1000R is the most curvy. It's actually quite surprising when you see a 1000R uh, up close because what we mostly run in the 1800. Or is it downstairs? The 1000, yeah. Right, okay. Um, yeah, it is quite surprising when you're up close how curved these damn things are. And then 19 inches from your eye, uh, which is not far at all. You are with you're, you're within the curve, almost within the curved radius, yeah. So these 1000, it would probably come to about here on your eye, which no, not 180, but we're getting close. Yeah, remember the length of the 1000 the R carries uh, quite some width. It, I, if I had spare change, I'd buy this. Yeah. Oh, I'm saying it, I would, I would. Yeah, it's pretty mega. It's, it's cool, the, the equipment we have these days, and if you showed someone this 20 years ago, with all the stuff that we've got, back when I was but a wee child, um, they'd be mind blown. So yeah, we should appreciate stuff Mate, like this. I had a chat with my hairdresser recently. He asked, what do I do? Was well, he, is he like a time traveler from 20 years ago? No, but basically because he had no experience of technology. And now I tell him that there's a job out there where I drive pretend race cars in a in a bedroom converted to stream this on the internet and his eyes was just like what are you talking about yeah i was like well basically imagine playing a video game but spending 20 grand on it imagine doing a virtual haircut and yeah. getting paid to do it yeah. yeah exactly but it felt like a time travel because he barely understood internet and i'm talking about sure yeah yeah virtual race cars yeah i uh, think he was worried for me <laughs> yeah oh dear this man is in a completely deluded world um uh, Danny Lee saying, who's drinking Monster at 11pm and getting away with it? Come on, Danny. How are we meant to get through this? It's late, all right? Like, we're not in Europe or anything, but he's he's got his himself a Monster. I've got myself a, a Bam. We've been here... Well, Sam's been here. Well, how long have you been here today? Uh, I came in quite late, to be fair. I came in at 12, midday. So, what? 11, About 11 hours. 11 hours. 11 hours. So, it's not bad, right? 11 hours and he has to look this energetic and wide-eyed and brainy. Yeah. I feel pretty good right now. I feel pretty good right now. Yeah, I mean, but... plus when it wears off, we crash and make sure you're in your bed when you do it. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to drive back and hopefully not, not crash. Uh, Daniel Susari, have fun, have bam. That man. <laughs> and that brings us perfectly on because Daniel Susari, with that... I've just decided he's been promoted to Apex Racing Team. He is officially an Apex Racing Team driver, Daniel Civi 7. That's why he's here. Not not for the chat about sim racing news, because this is the section about everything that's he going was on here in last Apex week. Racing. He was here last week in he was, Okay, to be fair. I mean, he, yeah. Who am I kidding? But yeah, let's Daniel's get a great um, guy. He's... Congratulations to him in chat as well. That's Daniel Zivizabo in chat, who has been promoted from the Apex Racing Academy team to the Apex Racing Team from yes. green to blue. He's already been racing for Apex in the IRO1 World yeah. Championship and been doing very well in it as well. I think he got third place on, on debut back at Spa and still running pretty well in it. So, yeah, congratulations, Daniel. I think there might be one or two other promotions coming in the next um, week or so. But so, me? Yeah, you, I, thought are I, you leaking? I thought I was. No. You're hiding, aren't you? No, no, no! I'm, I'm, I'm going to be promoted. I'm, going, I'm, I've got Pesk next year. Starting to call you Sir now. <laughs> <laughs> Luke McCone is going to give me his spots. Yeah, yeah, and, okay. Uh, that's how it works now. <laughs> is that, um, yeah? Um, maybe you could get promoted. Come on, if you get to eight uh, k, 
then oh, they're I'll just get on to, that. I'll yeah, just get on just that. Just get to 8K. No, Kevin did give me a number. Okay. Yeah. In Munich. <laughs> but it, it's still ain't happening. <laughs> Let us know if you think David should be representing us <laughs> on the biggest stage. Maybe ESR R1. We potentially might have a slot available at the end of the year. Well, we definitely will have a slot available for the final two rounds. So, you know, I've got get this. on Rensport and you, you might be might be racing against Crim6 and everyone else in ESR I, I gave Crim6 coaching. Yeah? Seriously, straight up. I well. taught him the Ferrari GT3 on his stream, my stream. He invited me, so I gave him a few lessons, you know, and then he went straight to ESLR1 as his first competition. What can I say? I'm one for one. Well, nice. Point scorer, uh, Crim6 there in uh, ESLR1. He's done a very good job, to be fair to the guy. He has. In, uh, in his first season of sim racing. Um, but yeah, Dane Suisabi up into the team. And of course... He was part of the academy, and that's where Daniel has proved himself. Academy sign-ups are open for Apex Racing Academy. So if you want to join the academy team, and this is the way that Jimmy Flute got into the team, how Peter Bayman got into the team, how Kevin S. Jr. got into the team, I'm sure about Johan, but many others as well. I've gone through Apex Racing Academy, learnt through tips from Apex Racing team, that the permanent drivers sort of worked with other academy drivers as well in order to become top-level drivers with 10K I rating and earning a professional living from sim racing. If you want to do that, go to... Easy. Just fill out a form. Fill out a form. Bam. Um, then there'll be some trials where we'll put you through your paces. and You have to beat me. have to beat David. If you beat David, um, then... It means nothing. Through. And then you go to the real if trials. If you lose to David, then you should be ashamed. <laughs> And you will be questioned, why have you wasted our time here? And uh, Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you can do that. So if you go to Apex, I'm not actually sure 100% what the details are. I think are. it's on the AC website, I think. I think it's on the Apex Racing AC website that you can apply. So we do recommend doing that. Yeah, I see a few names in chat who are fast. You know, apply. They, yeah. They can say no. I might be able to change the no to a yes in the office. They might not notice, and you're in. Yeah. They do say it's not what you know, it's who you know, right? I mean, you got into the academy, oh, right? So, damn, mate. Like, it's not exactly an elite <laughs> club, is it? <laughs> so, Ouch. I, I don't know you. Sorry. I must apologise. It's getting late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting late. Ouch. I am the lowest. Well, no, there are there are some other 5Ks. I didn't know that until I got chatting to the academy. But yeah, thank you. I am reminded. People ask me on my stream, why don't you drive? In the big events. Yeah. And I'll go, oh, it's just one issue. It's only a small one. I'm too slow. Yeah. But I'll get there. 6K this year. Yeah. I want to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that'll happen. Um, so, uh, yeah, so do sign up to that. Uh, there's details either on apexracingac.com or on the Apex Racing Academy social media platforms where there are instructions. Um, as... Uh, Yes, sorry. I'm just seeing the chat. It's very distracting. Um, <laughs> yeah, a few people congratulating Danny. Thanks, Ollie, for congratulating. And um, yeah, bam, bam, everyone. Have fun. Have bam. Um, yeah, David to become Rallycross ART driver. Yeah. Uh, Have you done Rallycross? No. <laughs> I'm good on Dirt Rally. We're really good on Rallycross as well. Like, of course, we've won the last two championships with yeah. and and John. So no, don't put me in it. Maybe you could become the third. No, champion. no, no. Uh, ART chess division. Yes. Are they saying that you're 
Oh uh, yeah, because you have you have stream chess. Oh uh, yeah, me and uh, Daniel actually play oh, yeah. a lot. He's actually uh, sneaky. He's actually really good at chess. Okay, yeah. Um, our games have been brilliant. He may have won most of them, but yeah. and I was smack talking him. I was like, mate, this isn't sim racing. Like you, I know you're good, and you're yeah. you know everyone looks up to you, but chess is my world. And then he joined the match, and I realised he's quite high rated. And then he proceeded to beat me on my stream. Wow. Anything you could beat him at, you think? Chess, I'm going to beat him. Oh, you will beat him at chess. Okay, I'm, yeah. Yeah, he's seen it, mate. I am grinding. I am learning. Okay, yeah, yeah. I saw the fear. Last game we played, mate, he played with a different demeanor. Yeah. Fear. That was fear. <laughs> um, Danny Lee saying, uh, Mark Custer saying that he's going to sign up today. Do Good. it. I, I think he may be being sarcastic, but go for it, Mark. He's, Mark's who I drive with 90% of the time in my team events. So he got okay. third at Petit Le Mans. I mean, you should do it, Mark. That's it. You just put that on the application. Bam. Um, you should write bam, actually. It's good for the marketing, and that will help you in. Yeah, yeah, well, How did Danny get into the uh, into the um, main team? So he's savvy. Just love, loves loves these drinks. <laughs> um, Dane Lee saying, I put up a video about Club Sport DD earlier, and thanks for driving uh, ADAC Expo to lock up all the other creators in a cupboard. It's still the only one on YouTube. <laughs> oh, nice, Danny. Oh, hi, Danny. I just realized who, which Danny is. Danny Lee. So I guess Danny is at the ADAC Sim Racing Expo this year, I guess. Uh, he's or been... he's mentioning that they haven't released any content on the wheel they're seeing there. Like as in oh, they're okay, away sure. at an event, he's sat at home oh, and able yeah, to sure, sure, put out yeah. videos for an announcement that dropped today. I think it was today. That's one. So yeah, well done, Danny, on uh, getting quick from that. Um, Bruno Pony, uh, do you speak French? No, unfortunately. Uh, I did do it at GCSE. Bonjour. Bonjour. Au revoir. That's that's it. Uh, so we've tried. Jim Appel David. No, I was going to say what my age is, but I can't remember, unfortunately. Wait, I win. Yeah, you're well done. See? <laughs> Croissant. Okay. I think you just said an English word with a French accent there. <laughs> Croissant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take this away. <laughs> um, so, in terms of AR2 results this week, we're going in a random order. First one, Grand Prix Turn Racing iRacing Series at Zandvoort. Uh, Manuel Kubo was the highest placed finisher with a seventh place. Um, then it was JV, Gail Valero with a tenth place, and Daniel Silly Sabu with a thirteenth. At the moment in the standings, and do you, annoying that these standings are a bit annoying because they don't have the team names on them, uh, but you can see the points as it stands. Uh, currently, Lemonek at the top. Only one drive's got multiple wins. That's Liebiger, but he's all the way down there in, in sixth place as it stands. And uh, there is Daniel up there in 11th place. Um, JB in seventh and Ben in eighth. Ben's apex as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also uh, Manel in 13th. Michael Yanni in 15th. One of them's going to get a win this season. And dare I say... Still, JV and uh, and Ben have got a chance at maybe winning the yeah. uh, overall championship. So do not rule that one out. That's on Thursdays. Uh, do always keep tuned in on that. Uh, Petit Le Mans. Um, not a great day for Apex because I think really, especially after last year when I think we won the GT3s and finished second in LMP2, like really anything under a win. And um, I think the guys were going to be a little bit frustrated. And we did get some decent results. Uh, Stan uh, Delon 
or Deslandes as everyone knows him, but it is where he pronounced Delon apparently, is uh, uh, he raced with Maxence Gordinia and he got second place in LMP2, which was a good effort. Uh, Parker White, they did, get, they did get the pole, them two. They did get the pole. I believe it so, was, yeah. It was front, uh, front row lockout, wasn't it? As well, uh, not one. GTD. I think. Oh, sorry, my bad. No, that's okay. We got the LMDH pole and second. I think that's where the biggest frustration comes from, right? The prep, uh, everything, the setup, the strategy, everything was right. Um, it's just uh, not everything came together on race day during yeah. the race. So there are the results. Uh, the 299 was in fourth position. We had a fifth, we had a sixth, we had a second. That first position was in second splits uh, for the 97. Uh, that was Parker White and, and Co. Um, who was taking part in that. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of a disappointing one because, yeah, I think we had front row of the grid, a pole position, yeah. and a fourth and a fifth on the grid. And in the end, we uh, didn't didn't quite work our way. But, I mean, that's petite. It's a very action-packed special event all the time. You didn't part of this pleb got podium in split four. <laughs> no, I wasn't under ARA colours because I really didn't want to yeah. uh, take out uh, another <laughs> team in wearing the flag. You could have joined the second split team too, fam. You would probably stayed in the second split and could have. It, I would have loved to, but no, this was my first endurance in the car. Like it, I'm still learning idea. the car. There was a lot for me to... Uh, I handled the quali and the start. And I will admit, on the start of the race, I was getting tunnel vision. <laughs> my concentration levels aren't... I'm not saying I don't usually concentrate, but I've been doing this for so many years, I'm usually a much more relaxed state. But driving the uh, this the GTP, I was thinking about a thousand things per corner, and I had to uh, slowly relax. Someone had to bring it up, eh? Yeah. So Who was my spotter, actually? Can we just get that fact so, checked? There's Who was spotting? finger pointing right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, David's... Yeah. I think uh, we let his whole team down um, <laughs> and uh, didn't box. Mark Custers is being blamed for not telling him to box. Correct. And generally, it's uh, as a the Ferrari strategy team took over <laughs> for that moment because, uh, yeah, you would have um, would have won if it weren't for that one. Wasn't it? But there was a couple of things that impacted it, but, yeah, we should have and could have won. Yeah, should have won. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the moment we finally all got relaxed and calm... You know, uh, maybe seven hours into the race and everyone's starting to relax and feeling like, you know, we've got this, uh, was when we got talking the most and the mistake happened. Yeah. Easy, easy to do. Um, and easy thankfully to, do. to just finish Petit Le Mans is, is tough because I think probably tougher than, I, I say it's tougher than Le Mans. I say it's probably Easily. tougher than yeah, Daytona yeah, yeah. as well. There's always something to do at Petit Le Mans. Yeah. You, you're never, you never have a clean lap where yeah. you're just doing the thing you practice. There's always... Uh, someone on the grass, there's an LMD, LMP2 and a GT3 at the next corner, and then you've got multiple traffic, you've got people overtaking in front of you. It's even pitting, it's hard because yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a lap where Mark was going to pit and he just came on the radio, can't pit, like, like <laughs> I can't get over, so I'll come in the lap. Like, it's stuff like that. It's, it's petite them on. Even pit entry is scary enough. It's a, in a GTP, it's a roller coaster mixed with a 90 degree turn while you're trying not to lock. Yeah, yeah. And not trying not to speed. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tough event. And, um, yeah, anyone who got to the finish, congratulations on doing that. Um, British F4 was held at Snetterton. Uh, Luke McCohen uh, managed to get a much better result this time. 
Uh, you managed to get a third and a first, which is his best meeting so far of the season. Uh, Peter Bayman still leads the championship. This is for the Stormforce Racing ART team. And uh, so Pete still leads the way in that championship. 17 points ahead of Matt uh, Kavana. Apologies, Matt. Uh, it's one of those names where I've said it in my head a lot of times and then my lips have tried to pronounce it. And uh, they've fluffed their lines. Um, here are the championship standings at the moment. And you can see, yeah, Pete with a decent advantage. Uh, Gordy, of course, uh, races downstairs. And uh, he's in a solid third. And Luke, after that strong results, uh, up to fourth. And he could still defend his title. Of course, won the Drivers' Championship last year. Uh, the good news for us is how well we are doing in the teams. Look at that. 62 Look at points. That. Uh, way ahead. We missed out so narrowly on the teams last year. And we we're quite annoyed because it was such a... It's a chaotic series, and when it came down to the last round, it was a lottery of, of if we were going to be able to take it or not. Both we we had both the team car and the academy team doing really well, and um, and unfortunately neither of them managed to clinch it. But so, so. remind me, it, Gordy's just being essentially loaned out because you're only allowed this year one team entry, right? You can't just put in as many teams as you want this year. I think too. Yeah, I think. Gordy, I think, organised that himself, I oh, think. Okay. Although Stan as well also is racing for the same team. Good that Stan got points as well. Yeah, um, for sure. Another Apex Racing team driver. But yeah, they're both racing for JHR by 29 Esports. So um, yeah, we're still very much rooting for them, even though they are not Apex um, affiliated for this series. The craziest thing about this race, it's an Esport event, but they do a reverse grid. Mm. I find, Especially in an F4 at these small tracks, I find it Man, it, it's brilliant content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I think more of that. We need more chaos in, uh, in sim racing. What, Petit Le Mans after halfway, you bring him into the pit and reverse grid it, yeah? That'd yeah, be yeah. fun. Yeah. I have an <laughs> aggregate. Would that be fun? I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. So good work from Stormforce Racing ART for getting a good haul of points in what has been a very good start to the season. It's not done yet, but uh, yeah, Pete and Luke with a very good chance at taking the spoils. And a bit of money for them both as well, which is what they deserve. In PESC, of course, we're still in the Contenders series. Uh, Luke McCohen, he's just had a fantastic week, hasn't he? Um, P1 and P3 in this as well. He's an animal. So, uh, yeah, up there. And, um, yeah, that's... Oh, sorry. I didn't change it around. Uh, they are the results. Quinson with good points as well. He's been banging the top tens for the last few weeks. Yeah. Michael with a disappointing race too. Uh, Parker with a slightly worse race, but that that's another one with a reverse grid. If you're not in the top eight in the sprint, then it's very tricky to come back in the feature. Yeah, cool. Because the people in front of you, especially P10, the um, positions in front of you are the fastest two from the, from the previous race, which yeah. can be uh, especially awkward. Um, no, yeah. The guys are doing great. We're going to have I want to say record a break in amounts in PESC as a team. Surely this is going to be the record. Yes. No. I think we've already got, we've got, already got um, Johan, if he takes part, uh, Sanchez and Salva. And then you can see on this, we've got Luke, who's there. Parker, who's there. <laughs> uh, Quinton, who's there. Michael, who's just about there. So that'll be seven, I think. Seven drivers. Yeah. And let's face it, Kev and uh, Jamie uh, would be there if it wasn't for Arwan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jamie, that was annoying with Jamie. He finished 16th, which was one place away from keeping his license, uh, which was frustrating. Yeah. Um, 
But obviously, he it, he finished 16th because he was taking oh, on yeah, both sure. Pesk and R1, which... I mean, his season in ESR one this season demonstrates how much he was losing on ESR one so naturally he was losing a lot on Pesk as well. Correct. Yeah. Um, uh, some other names as well we weren't affiliated with. It was good to see Bryn getting back in there. He was in there last season. Oscar Pai, who's taken part in Apex Racing Leagues before you were racing him in the GT3s. Yeah, he, Oscar's, Oscar's a fast, fast guy. He's like 12, I think, as well. Um, so he's very... <sighs> so very I'm, a, I'm a few years older then. Yeah, just, what was it, like four or five? Yeah, sure. Years, I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and Bobby Zelensky in there, some big names, some really big names. Yeah, Josh, he's back in there. Redline, right? Josh Thompson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm surprised that, and of course, Chris Lullum as well is, is better. I don't know why Chris isn't up there. I think he won, not sure if he was in the Verstappen car, which narrowly missed out on Virtual Le Mans earlier this year. He had the disconnect from the Vodafone issue, the outage that knocked yeah. out everyone. We, um, Mark might remember if he's still in chat, but we were doing a endurance race where five teams, just all their drivers vanished. Well, sorry, the car vanished or one of their teammates vanished. And sometimes it was just a teammate of not the man driving, so they're fine, but then the guy comes back in and the disconnect would keep happening. Uh, and at, the, at this time, Ludham was doing Pesk, so that cost him dear. And I think he was leading. I think he was leading when he got pulled. Uh, Marcus just saying Luke leading with not a single lap in the lead. What's a Chad? Didn't he win though the other day? Oops. Oh no, hang on. I'm not showing my screen at the moment. Um, did he not win? He uh, won a race though. I'm not exactly first and sure. Third, I think. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Oh, there you go. We was doing oh, the 24 Le Mans. Oh right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's Pesk. Perhaps the laps led only show the uh, non-reverse. No, Pesk doesn't have a... Rev- Pesk, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it was from here. Oh, uh, yeah. Laps led zero. Uh, yeah, that's just wrong, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. There you go. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Mark. I wasn't sure what you were referencing to there because it's obviously not the case. But <laughs> So maybe... <laughs> racing, uh, saying this. Has he won a first race or only a second? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because this is just imported straight out because we've got... Uh, actually, no, the names look all right on this. But on the other one, we had like... The wrong driver names. We had like threes at the end of the names, so it's just imported straight from iRacing. And so, because it's a feature thing, this is just the feature yeah, results. Yeah. And so that's why Luke's got no wins because it's only counting the feature results. Yeah. Come on, iRacing. Come on. These are the points. You got to be getting it right. We run our own leagues, and it's really quite simple to get right. So teams on there, please, and also actually representative results would be and while you're there nice. fixing things just add our logo to the IMSA esports thing thank you yeah, yeah, champions. we really appreciate that yes yeah. while you're there um, that's pretty much everything that's gone on with Apex Racing team uh, let's have a look at what's happened with Apex Racing TV hopefully Bruno Belny is still with us because we've got a moment to share of him getting very animated uh, oh I think I've seen this this is this is funny from uh, from Bruno uh, let's see if we can <laughs> share it. Maximize that. Here we go. So this was in the Rickmotech World Challenge. Sorry, it's still just buffering on my screen. Uh, oh, come on. Oh, here we go. So this is Bruno driving along. He's got a motion rig, does Bruno. And then I think it's in a couple of corners. Oh, no. Sorry, the resolution's very poor. We'll try to get this working again. 
Here we go. Now you can see Bruno. Okay. I think it's here that he gets a penalty. And he's 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 not a happy he's not a happy guy. And he uh makes it visible in a few seconds. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully Bruno <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's not happy with that one. And uh, yeah, the motion rig. Um, yeah, great stuff. And that's why we, there we go, he's not happy there. He, this is why we, we like webcams, we like to see reactions from, from drivers. Yeah, so, there's uh, a link in the ARL Discord. Yes, and that should be shared to everyone in your respective series as well. So that was Rick Motek. And uh, I'm sure they've shared those details. So if you don't usually share your uh, camera, and of course, uh, apologies to people who are listening on the audio medium on podcasts, uh, because this is available on Spotify and um, iTunes and, and such. Uh, basically, Bruno Bellany in a motion rig, getting very animated when he gets a penalty. It's good stuff. Go watch it uh, on uh, the YouTube recording. A um, few other moments. Radicals. This was a brilliant battle of just side-by-side ra- radical action for... Not sure I've seen this one. About a lap, pretty much. I might try to turn down the volume a little bit. Hopefully that's not um, coming over our voices too much. Uh, but yeah, this just, just goes on and on. Uh, Ming versus Medeo, uh for the race lead at uh, Alton Park. And uh, this is goes racing as you can see. How are the Radicals nowadays? I haven't driven these in a long time. Have you driven the SR10? No. Oh, no. Not much. Uh, I they made some changes at the start of the season. I think it's a bit more popular now. Okay, uh, I heard there's been some updates to it. I might have to try this again. And uh, yeah, so uh, Mede trying to hold on, and they've already been alongside for half a lap. And, wow! Uh, look at this. Keep, keep going at it. Good respectful racing. Kike, I used to commentate on this series for probably about a year straight. I probably commentated on about fifty odd of these races, and Kike. Always nearly missed out on race wins, uh, but he's an absolute veteran of this car. Medea, not a driver who I'm so familiar with, uh, but good to see some Argentinian representation. Oh. And uh, into Cascades, yeah, and still alongside. Look at this. And finally, Medea oh, manages to get ahead. This is what I used to drive. Uh, one of the most popular cars I drove in our factor back in the day. I love the Radicals. And then there's a sight off for Ming, and this is very much where the that's all ends, but you all want to see the the uh, rejoin, and it was all right. It was Excellent. an all right rejoin. Uh, and then later on in the race, we had this uh, second moment, uh, which was just an absolute scent. Um, yeah, great shot by Walter. Sure to see we let that come to him. Uh, he passed a lot. Uh, hopefully, it will come up in a moment if I've got the right thing. Here we go. This is the one. Let's see this. So Kike's trying to go for the win here. <laughs> and he's just sent it. Uh, there is a bit of contact there, oh. and he doesn't make the corner. So that was how that race ended. Uh, but I appreciate the effort. It's just a really ambitious move there from Kike. So for the people that couldn't see that, that was quite the send. He broke, what, 50 metres too late? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, excitement took over. What was? Do you prefer that layer of Alton Park, or do you like to have the chicane at the end there? I hate alternates. There is no alternate I prefer. There is one layout. Sorry. So it is. So you prefer the chicane? Yes. Okay. Hundred percent. I just don't like alternates. I, it's, I don't think there's a single alternate I prefer. Uh, let's not chat if there is any. Yeah. Any? 
Thomas is saying no sound. I oh okay maybe I, I, that's a I appreciate that feedback because I'll just um turn it up next time. Uh, it was very quiet before. Um, and then the final moment, and this sort of ties into Apex Racing League as well, was this very nice battle in the Super Formula. And uh, this was a very strong battle. You got Lafaro in the lead. Oh, man, my laptop's really struggling. What's going on? Um, I'll turn down the uh, connection. Oh, man, so what do you want to say? What's going on? Um, but this is in slow motion of Lafaro trying to hold on. This battle was going on for like 19 straight laps, and uh, Alakon eventually gets past. Here we go. Let's see. Uh, I do want to love these cars. Just don't have the time to get good. Is this Mategi? Yes, it is. Uh, I haven't driven Mategi in uh, a lifetime. Miss this track. I don't think it's even on the real-life Super Formula calendar. I think it was on there for like a season and they got rid of it. And Alicon managed to get past. Um, I mean, it's a pretty good move there, but when you bring into context that he tried that move about a hundred odd times for the first 19 laps and it just never worked out for him uh it's uh it, it was a really good effort from him um and uh yeah we also had and then had, later on he had to do it all over again because we had the pit stops and that meant that lafaro was able to get back ahead and alicon had to uh do it all over again in a very similar style it's a good track for this car for sure Yeah, these cars look like they're going to be very popular, I think. I honestly do. He just manages to go on the outside, gets the inside for the next corner, slightly warmed up tyres. And, uh, yeah, Marcus Alicon right there was able to take the lead in his first ever Apex Racing League event and went on, to, uh, went on to win the race. So that is... Uh, two races in for that championship out of 11. You can still sign up at apexracingleague.com and get yourself a free Apex Racing Academy uh, subscription just for doing so. And, um, yeah, that was pretty much how it finished. That was a good race. Um, Chris Rosencrantz uh, started from the pits, was about 15 seconds behind within three laps, and then uh, finished five seconds off the lead. So Chris Rosencrantz very much on it. For a low I-rated driver, he is a weapon in the Super Formula cars. Yep, for sure. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it for those clips. Uh, if there are any future clips that you want to send in, uh, do let us know. Um, you should set up a way of um, chat contacting us after the stream. If they've got any ideas for things they want covered in future weeks, we should uh, put something together. I think it's a good idea for just, uh, you know, we're always open to ideas on things to cover. People want our opinions and everything. That would be great. We can uh, get that prepared for future weeks. Uh, that's something we can look. Uh, Daniel Sousa is saying, no chicane Alton is the best. I agree. I really agree with Daniel. I like this guy. We will play chess to settle that, Daniel. <laughs> Winner takes all. Um, yeah, Lawson, oh, Lawson crashed here in real life. Apologies. So, no, it is in the real life um, schedule. Is, um, I, I, there, was, there was at least one circuit which was like, added for like in 2006, did one year and then left. But clearly, Motegi was not that circuit. I'm clearly thinking I, I like Motegi. It was worth learning. But I, honestly, I can't remember the last time... IMSA, VRS, or any of the major series I drive went there. No, it's really, it used to be visited a lot. This might even be before you were on iRacing, but it was visited a lot when it was the only night race. Like it was the only track with night, basically. Oh, I because remember. Because it has floodlights. So, no, I, I probably wasn't on iRacing because I remember watching probably Jimmy Broadbent when it was the day night cycle had just been added. Sure, yeah. And my first thought was wait, there's a sim out there. 
that doesn't know how to turn down the gamma. <laughs> yeah. But it's not, you're not asking a lot. I was so glad I joined iRacing when I did because there's so much, and no disrespect to David, there's so much privilege from you people who joined. Me people. He joined iRacing in 2020 and said, oh, the servers aren't working. Oh, there's not these features. 2016, it was caveman era right there where we had nothing. We had nothing. We didn't have dynamic track or anything. Yeah. And instead, we, we were just, whenever a special event went slightly right, whenever you could get on the grid for a special event, it was thought as the best thing ever. Um, iRacing is such a much more polished uh, platform than it's... Um, I've I've followed it from streamers and all that on the outside and um, yeah because I was more into casual and R Factor Two AC things like that but um, yeah the day I started on iRacing I never never stopped. Uh, I also want to show what the schedule is for Apex Racing TV is over the next few days. Um, I do know for a fact that. Oh dear, I'm really flapping my lines here. Um, we have Weekend Warriors, um, both the Spec Racer Ford and the Formula Ford on Sunday. Do tune in for that. That's an evening worth of racing. We've also got Rigmatech World Challenge, round four from Le Mans. That is on uh, Tuesday, very early morning, nice. I believe. Um, and there's going to be a few more as well, because we'll be back next week. Uh, we've also got Radicals next week. Um, that'll be week five of the official series. We're going to have Apex Racing League Prince Type Championship. That'll be from Le Mans as well. Uh, and we'll also have, I think, the S1 Championship return for another round. That was at Bathurst last week. I think that's going to return. That's had some very good racing and GT3 race uh, action so far. So, yeah, do you tune in for all of that on Apex Racing TV. Make sure to subscribe and... Uh, Turn on your notifications so you know whenever we go live. Uh, Le Mans 75 minutes next week as well, right? It is, yeah, in ARL Pitstops, yeah. Excellent. So, the yeah, we're going to have less of a break between this and the podcast, so we'll be here next week yes. drinking lots of these. Man, we might need more of them. <laughs> I've only drunk half of this, and... I've drunk one and a half of that. <laughs> <laughs> what time did you wake up? Uh, early. Oh, okay. uh, 7.45. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, I think I wake up at half ten. Um, <laughs> I'm fine. Seventeen. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting to the point now where I'm awake. Uh, this is my my peak performance right now. <laughs> um, once again, thanks to Apex Racing Academy for sponsoring this. And if you use, if you go to apexracingac.com, you can use the code late apex no spaces to get three months free big thanks to them and of course uh yeah big thanks to everyone who's tuning in anything that you want to uh mention david no um yeah really enjoying this series we'll be back for this next week we're going to just keep on everything that's happening and changing it won't always be new games there might be controversial subjects to discuss big events to discuss um, so yeah, looking forward to this and, uh, yeah, make sure you check out iTunes, our Spotify, if you want to watch us while you're listening over on YouTube, but yeah, thanks. Loving the series. Yeah. And, and, you know, share it on social media. We, we post like clips on Apex Racing TV. So you share it and tell your friends about how there's these really cool people who are chatting about sim racing and, um, yeah, we would really appreciate that. Um, but that is pretty much it for us. So thank you for tuning in. 
And um, well, we'll be back next week for another episode of The Late Apex. But for now, from myself and from David, we'll say goodbye and we'll ciao, see ciao. you next time. <laughs>